Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Now on Mornings with Ben Davis. It's time to track down our Queensland legends with Where Are They Now? Uh, yes, Where Are They Now? And it's to do with Australian sporting folklore. What, what's your favourite? Steve Bradbury? Perkins from Lane 8? Wally and MG? Maybe Jeff Horn in the Battle of Brisbane against Pacquiao? Alfie coming back from England? So much that creates and so many moments of creative... Australian sporting folklore. What about this one? Back it goes to Langer. They decide to run it. He turns it to Jackson. Can he get it down? He sure did. Yes. Referee Manson has a good look. Yes, a try. Uh, Steve Jackson scoring an origin try on debut. That comes off the back of his match win of the year before in the 89 grand final for Canberra. Oh, he has just got a knack of scoring match winners for a front rower too. The 89 grand final, it was the greatest, wasn't it? Yeah, extra time against Balmain. Steve Jackson, where are they now? Well, we've managed to track him down. Jacko, a very good morning to you. Where are you now? Good morning, Ben. Uh, Central Queensland, yeah, we sort of Mackay's on that sort of edge of Central to North Queensland, but we've always we've always named Mackay as uh, North Queensland. Oh, well, there you go. Sorry, that that's my bad. I, I sort of see it as about halfway. Oh no, Rocky's halfway, isn't it? That's yes, yeah. Rocky's halfway yeah, up there. Yeah, yep. no, so Mackay, you're right, a bit further north, mate. What are you doing in Mackay these days? Wow, gee whiz, I've retired. I retired way back in 94, so that'll make it uh, 30 years next year. Hey, uh, well, that's from footy, not from life. <laughs> <laughs> that's from footy, that's it. Well, footy was, was my go-to, you know. Um, uh, I, I, I come back to Mackay in 95. I, uh, I did a bit of marketing promotion for my local Magpies Rugby League club way back then. Uh, I'd then run into a, a gentleman that was the master fr- franchisee for... Uh, for the Leonard's Chicken Outlets, and um, oh, yeah. twenty yeah twenty six years later, I'm still in. I'm not. I've got two shops now, but um, twenty six years. I tell you, Ben, I'm all chickened out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hang on, twenty six years. So you must be doing something, right? Oh, mate, just like business. I've had me ups and downs. I've had me good times. I've had me bad times. But um, the the game of rugby league taught us to be resilient and. Uh, and that's what I've done, you know. I've tightened the belt when I need to tighten the belt. Oh, don't worry, I've got loose. I've got loose quite a few times. But yeah. uh, and once again, that's what the culture of the game was too. We we, had, we used to drink a little bit of alcohol. We celebrated a win, and then we also drowned our sorrows. <laughs> well, was, Steve, I'm a big believer of what happens in the the dressing room, the locker room. It can be taken into the boardroom, and that's a loose way of saying that the lessons learned in sport you you can apply it to business. Mate, totally, totally. It's the same principles. To be successful in anything, sport is one of the best teachers in life. You you do. You have your ups and downs. You 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 ride the roller coaster rider of of sport, and then that's the same as life. I I definitely put into place things I learned from the game, things I learned from training, things I learned from other people, and I put that into into business, and and it just that's how it works. 
Oh, what's your, what's your go-to as far as chicken? Lennon's chicken. Len- Lennon's, Lennon's chicken. Lennon's chicken, yes. Uh, mate, the whole chook. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just love the whole chook, you know. <laughs> people say breast, people say thighs. I said, no, mate, I, I love the whole chook. I, I love chicken. It was funny. They used to call me a few nicknames. I, 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 I sort of got a little bit upset when boys give you nicknames, but as I've learned in life, yeah. it shows character. The more nicknames you have, the more character you have. So they used to call me Foghorn and... I used to get in trouble because my voice is so penetrating. I was always – there could be 50 blokes in the dugout. And Mr. Bennett, I remember in 87, Mr. Bennett was talking. He said, Jacko, shut up. And I said, there's 20 other blokes talking. He said, but we can only hear you. <laughs> so they called me Foghorn. And then they called, they called me Chicken Legs because I had big quads and, and little little calves. And I always used to say – I always used to say, you know, the only use calves are is to hold your socks up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, we are speaking to Chicken Legs, Steve Jackson, Foghorn, Steve Jackson, a man that created so many memorable moments on the footy fields. Um, the the eighty nine grand final. I know that's. I know there was so much more hard work that led up to that moment, but that was a turning point for you, wasn't it? Uh, and definitely it put me on the map. I, uh, I joke about I was just a bum from the bush, you know. I was, I, I got to relive um, that moment back in 2019 when, when Canberra made the grand final against oh, yeah. East, and um, and they put me on stage. See, I never got to go to the grand final breakfast way back in '89. I was a late inclusion, and there wasn't enough plates set out, so I sat back at the uh, the Travelodge Hotel in Sydney. And with all the strappers and the rubbers, and I waited for the real footballers to come back. So that's how much I didn't think I was going to get a game. There was eight fresh reserves. And, yeah, and then um, I I talked to uh, Todd Greenberg. He was the boss of the uh, NRL back in 2019. And uh, halfway through the year, I said, "Uh, look, Todd, I've never asked anything from the ARL or the NRL. I retired back in 95. I scored a try for Canberra back in 89. If Canberra happened to make the grand final, would you let me put one foot on that arena? And um, Canberra beat South Sydney the week before the grand final. And that was on a Friday night. Saturday morning, I get a phone call from Tyson Tyson White. It was Todd's uh, right-hand man. Yeah. And he said, uh, Steve Jackson, we have a weekend for you that you'll never forget. So they said, they, we don't have the grand final breakfast these days. It's a grand final luncheon. They put me on stage with uh, Petro, JT. Um, um, there was, oh, jeez. Uh, Andrew Voss was the MC. Nathan Hindmarsh was there, wow. and uh, Sam Thiday. Sam Thiday. So I'm up on stage with these boys, and they played for Queensland, played for New South Wales, played for Australia. And here's Steve, the bum from the bush, on the end, going, "I can't get into this conversation, honestly." They're showing your best and worst thing. Like JT, they showed his worst one. He went for a field goal and it ran along the green and showed a number of his great things he'd done. And then they got to me and Andrew Voss said, hey, Jacko, we haven't got any bad uh, vision of you. All we've got is one amazing, and they played the grand final try. So good. And I got on the mic and I said, you know what? The only reason you've got no bad is you've got no reserve grade footage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a reserve grader. I wasn't even first grade. <laughs> I am talking to Steve Jackson. Yesterday we spoke about utilities number 14s as they are in the game now and all the drama around Nico Hines, New South Wales, who's in, who's out. And I asked, well, who, who was the best who was the best off the bench? Because the bench is so important. And number one, unanimously, 
was was you and and Steve. It wasn't even the number fourteen. It was number twenty, uh, and and that try. Big Mal scoops up a loose ball, and you beat how many? I don't, I don't know, but um, I remember fifteen I of remember. them. Oh, there's only thirteen <laughs> of them on the field from Balmain, but I reckon you beat fifteen of them. <laughs> I, you know, I laugh about this and I joke about it. I say that you know I don't have to exaggerate exaggerate that try because it was a damn good try. If I get <laughs> if, if I Ben, if I get pulled up. A foot short of that try line, yeah. no one even knows how good a run it was. They they never see that that bit of footage again. Yeah. Chrissy O'Sullivan, we we've had three reunions at Canberra since the '89 Grand Final, and every time I see Chris O'Sullivan, and as you would have known if you'd done your homework, Chris O'Sullivan kicked the winning field goal to make it 15-14. He looks at me and he says, "I hate you, Jacko. If you don't score your try, everyone remembers me for that field goal." He said, "They don't even know I kicked the field goal." <laughs> it's very true. Very true. <laughs> to take it an extra time. Oh, God. Yes. Um, well, mate, as we said, th- that catapulted you because the next – I mean, you, you left Canberra. You then get a chance to play first grade. You're, you're, you're at Wests. You're at the Magpies. And 1990, you make your origin debut for Queensland. And not just any debut. It was at Lang Park. And, mate, you've got a habit of scoring match-winning tries. Uh, I was, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to put myself in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, look, I'd been talking to West throughout the finals. Uh, in, in 89, Canberra had a very strong club. Our under-21s made the grand final and got beaten by South Sydney. My reserve grade team, we made it right up to the week before the preliminary finals. Parramatta beat us in extra time. And I remember my, I was I the highs and lows that year. Midway through the year, I debuted for Canberra. You know, back in them days, your yeah. debut was when you run on the field in the first 13. These I, days, it's to make the to make the 17 squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're yeah. you're on the bench, that didn't count as a debut, even if you ran, that, even if you came off the bench. That's exactly right. It wasn't yeah. your debut. Yeah. So I'd come off the bench in '87 when when Don Ferno um, co-coached with Wayne Bennett. Mm. But it wasn't until 1989, and. Uh, Tim Sheen's come up to me and he said, and that's when New Zealand were playing Australia. We had a fair few representatives in the New Zealand side and the Australian side. And he came up to me and he said, uh, Jacko, and I'm a, fr- I'm a front row in reserve grade. And he said, uh, yeah, mate, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna debut you this weekend. And I went, oh. He said, I've got a bit of a problem, but I've got a front row spot in a centre centre spot. And I looked at him and I said, do you think about putting me in the centres? Because I... Cause I <laughs> Because I could get along pretty good for a big fella. Yeah. And, well, um, chicken legs, yeah. <laughs> those chicken legs were pretty quick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, I said, Tim, don't care, mate. I'll have a go. Yeah. So I debuted. A lot of people wouldn't know this, Hans. I debuted in the centres for Canberra Raiders in 1989 against Balmain. Who would have oh. thought? Balmain. So, hang on, so you, did you take? Did you replace Big Mal? Yeah, Mel was in the Australian side. Yeah. Gary Belcher was in the Australian yeah. side. There was about probably five players out of that Canberra La- La- side. Lazo, are we too early for Lazo? Lazo would have played for Australia. He yeah. would have been in Australia because it was um, Diamond. Diamond. Craig Diamond yeah. and I were the pre- replacements. He went in the front row and I went to the centres <laughs> against Andy Courier. <laughs> oh, so I'm already. Can't play. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm already behind the eight ball because I'm a front rower <laughs> playing A grade in my debut, waiting all my life for this game. 
and you wouldn't believe it, tore medial ligaments in the first 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> no. no. No interchange back then. No. They, they come on. I said, just strap that leg as yeah. tight as you can strap it. Because when I lifted my leg in the air, I couldn't feel below my knee. When I twisted my foot, I couldn't feel below my knee. And I went, something's wrong here. This is not good. <laughs> Anyway, I tried to play on for another 10 minutes, limping around like an idiot. And I was, like I said, I was already behind the eight ball. Andy Courier ran around me, scored under the sticks. Um, Balmain beat, beat us at Seaford Oval that day. I remember going off, sitting in the dressing shed, having a cry by myself and thinking, it's all over, you know, this, I waited all my life for this. And, and then um, on that week, I went to the physio. I could have got the operation and then I, I would have been out for the rest of the year. He said, we try to rehabilitate it, try to strengthen it. He said, you still might need the operation. So that's what I did. I rehabilitated I strengthened it every day. I worked so hard. I got back on the paddock in reserve grade about three weeks before the finals. I went right through reserve grade, and then we got knocked out a week before the grand finals. And there I'm sitting in the dressing shed again thinking, all I want to do is play in the Sydney grand final. I used to watch it every Saturday on, on the ABC television at home when I was a kid in the 70s. Yeah. And um, and then Tim Sheen's come in and he said, well, Jacko, well, I've got eight fresh reserves. He said, and I'm going to put you in as a ninth fresh reserve in on the bench. <laughs> what about this? Mate, the names that you've just mentioned as far as coaching, Wayne Bennett, Tim Sheen's, and we see what they're still doing now in the game. Uh, your first origin was under Arthur Beetson. And, yes. and there's a former teammate of yours... Shane Flanagan, who's about yes. to jump back into the coaching race, if we believe what we hear, because we're dragons. I mean, geez, you don't know. One day it's Rolls, one day it's someone else. Mate, I want to ask you all these questions. I want to ask you about Origin as well. What I need to do now, though, because we can chat, I love this, we need to take a quick break for the news. If you can hang on, we'll come back and continue this conversation. Steve Jackson, my guest this morning. What about this? He's been he's been everywhere. He's been at the point, <laughs> the epicentre of so many sporting moments in this country in rugby league. Uh, back with more in a moment here on SENQ. Thanks for your company this Wednesday morning. Uh, it's a week away from State of Origin 2. Cannot wait for this. You'll be able to hear the call on SENQ, of course. Uh, plenty of chances to win prizes and be part of that action. I'll step you through that just in a moment. But right now, we'll continue our conversation with Steve Jackson. Steve, uh, Origin at Lang Park, Suncorp Stadium, the Cauldron. Uh, that's where you made your debut. Yeah, man, I, I tell a story, don't I? My stories tend to sort of go <laughs> elsewhere. I do apologise. No, it's uh, all good. So, so um, 1990, I, I've gone to West. I, I went left Canberra. Uh, I'd been Canberra for four years, and I left Canberra for a jersey. I, get, I left a number 23 jersey at uh, Canberra, and I jumped into a number eight jersey at West. And uh, uh, as it worked out, it was the best decision I made in my football career because I ended up playing nine state of origins after that yeah. that um, that selection. And and you wouldn't believe it, we're playing. The New South Wales had won the first two origin matches, so it was a dead rubber. And back in them days, they called a dead rubber that um, it was only half a camp. So the players that played in origin, they played on the weekend for their club before the game. So I was playing against St. George. And as I was walking into the dressing chairs, Bobby Linda stopped me and said, because Bobby was at Western 1990, yeah. And Bobby shook my hand and said, congratulations, mate. And I said, what for? And he said, you're in the Queensland side. And I went, you're joking. Dan Staines, I think, broke a ligament in his neck. And oh, um, and sometimes, yeah, at someone else's expense, something yeah. something great happens for, for for an individual. And that's what happened to me. And and I just couldn't believe it. And, and I had to get through a first-grade match against St. George at Campbelltown 
without getting injured. And you know what happens when you start thinking like that, oh, you get injured, of course. Yeah. I hurt me neck. I hurt me neck. And um, and uh, Bobby and I had to get into a, a cab. We had to go to Sydney uh, Airport. And he said, how are you feeling? I said, oh, this neck is stiff. And he said, well, what they'll do, as soon as you get into camp, the doctor will twist your head. That's the first thing he does. He said, you know, just say it's a little bit sore. So that's what happened. I said, yeah. And I flinched a bit and he went, well, what's the matter there? And I said, oh, mate, I'm front row. And, you know, back in the our days, you used to have the pack scrubs, you used to yeah. head button scrubs, you used to go in real hard. And, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I got my jersey, got my number 17 jersey and I sat on the bench and um, I got to um, replace Sam Bacco with about, oh, I don't know, seven or eight minutes to go. And Sam come to the sideline. He grabbed me by the co- collar and he said, don't you effort for us. I went, oh, that's all I needed. <laughs> that's all I needed. <laughs> so, and I was the hero and the villain in that game because um, all I'd do was fall over the try line. Alfie Langer was just amazing. He just said, hang inside, hang inside. Fifth tackle. I didn't know what he was going to do because Alfie had the little bag of tricks, didn't he? He could do everything. And he passed it to me about three metres out from the line and I rolled over top of Ricky Stewart. And I got to score. That was a winning try in, in that game. Yeah. And, um, ten, and then, ten, ten, ten all with what? Would you say three minutes to go? And it yeah, ended up being 14 be It would have been, yeah. yeah, three or four minutes to go. Yeah. And then they kicked off and I dropped it on the first tackle. Mm. And I was in every tackle. I was in the six, ta- six tackles. And then we took the winger over in the corner. There was me, Wally, and I think Mal. Yeah. And then as I got up, Wally hit me over the head. Clipped me on the back of the head and said, you're effing lucky. <laughs> thanks, thanks, King. Yeah, thanks, King. Thanks, I just went, oh, well, we well, won. That'll do. That'll do. And the twelve months later, you're in the thick of one of my favourite Origin moments: MG and Wally going toe to toe. Ninety-one. You were in the front row for that game. Yeah, yeah. I um, oh, once again, I'd only played. Um, I hadn't played many minutes of football leading into that Origin match, and um, so you played Brisbane. Sorry? So you're fresh. <laughs> I was fresh, yeah. <laughs> They're talking about, well, then I'd be able to, you know, because he's been out a while and it made me remember about that game because, and I was, I was, you know, I carried about 116 kilos, uh, so I was a good weight. Yeah, I And, and yeah. I, we played uh, Brisbane at Campbelltown the week before they selected uh, the Origin team. And I, I come off the bench and um, I'd only played, oh, geez, I think only about, 160 minutes of football leading into that selection. And because I was a big body in New South Wales, you knew how big their pack was. They were, they were ginormous, their, their pack. So I, I think that was the reason, because I'd been blooded in 1990 um, and I was, a, I was a heavy body and I, I believe that was the, the reason I got selected. And we won that um, first game, I think it was 6-4. It was when, when um, Dale Shearer had a kicking duel with Ricky Stewart. Those and you do not days. have a kicking you do not have a kicking duel with Ricky Stewart for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, we won that. That that was when the ninety one Wally's last year. Yep. And two points separated the both sides for the three games. It was six four at Leg Park. Yep. It was fourteen twelve at the Sydney Football Stadium. And then we won fourteen twelve back at Leg Park. Yeah. And Wally waved goodbye. Mate, they are they are brilliant memories. And you know what? Just when you said you heard about Nanai and, and, I and the I've trick. Just, yeah. have, I, have I lost you there? No, no, I've got you. I've got you. Gotcha. Yeah, there we go. I, I was going to say, the, 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 the memories there, there's so much synergy to what's happening right now as far as the Queensland camp's concerned. And the way you said how you 
you know, little time, right place, right time, strap my knee up and just keep going. I mean, that's that's the Queensland way. Even being a front rower playing in the centres on debut, out of position, we see that. Now, we saw that in game one in Adelaide where blokes were playing out of position, down to 12 men, Reuben Cotter playing on an edge, guys out in the, the wing centres, they shouldn't have been there. What do you make of this Queensland team and the New South Wales team? How is it panning out for you? Next week, I wouldn't. I wouldn't would last five minutes in today's game. I just—it's <laughs> magnificent, is, isn't it? Isn't it an amazing um, a product? Rugby league. Oh, Just—I just love today's game. And you know, I know we we bitch and carry on about the bunker and, but the technology has given the people that watch the fans so much more to see. You know and. And you know, yeah. I can be sitting beside you watching the same um, same game, and then I'll say that was knocked back, and you'll say it was knocked on. So the referee sort of, it's a fifty fifty call. I, I, I love what Ruben Cotto, Serena boy, Serena, how how cool is Serena? In my back in my day, there was Dale Shearer, Marty Ballard, you yeah. got Kevy Campion. You um, yeah, look, he, he's um, he's been amazing. He just the speed he starts the game is the same speed he ends the game, and. Yeah. And uh, look, they got a fantastic. And Billy, geez, I love him. He, he's talk. He's he's smartness. I was watching him on NRL three three sixty last night, and he just oh poor old Braith was trying to shoot him down. He just he wasn't quick enough for Billy. <laughs> Billy just took that ball high, put his foot in Braith's mouth, and said, "Be quiet." <laughs> well, let, let, let's 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 hope that let's hope that repeats on on Wednesday night, mate. Before I let you go, because we Jesus, we can talk. Um, I, I I want to ask you, Shane Flanagan. Um, you packed down in the front row with him at West Dragons. Yep. I know he's been there and done it before with the Sharks. Have you got a Shane Flanagan story? What's the type? What, what what type of bloke is he? What do you? How do you think you'll go trying to turn this Dragons team around? Mate, since this has happened, I try to, and I've watched Shane go through with Cronulla. Went and watched that grand final in 2016 against yeah. Melbourne. Um, I, I try to recall Shane. He was a quiet. He was a quiet achiever. Flano. He used to swing off me. I was his loose head. I want him. I want him a few loose sets back in them days. <laughs> Hookers loved their loose head prop when he used to get a good rake on it. Um, he was solid. He was always solid. Um, I, I do remember a story there that Warren Ryan came over in '91. Me and Flano were doing um, benches away, uh, and and, and um, Warren had Joey Thomas and Cement Gillespie and Tony Rampling over there. They'd all just come to the club, and he said, "Right, oh, uh, Joe, when you're at dummy half and Rampo, you're hitting the advantage line, and here are me, the incumbent front row, and hook us." five yards away, and that's how Warren used to do it. He used to create in-house, that in-house, you know, drive. I, I thought it was a little bit over top sometimes, but, yeah, that's where me and Fano looked at each other and said, oh, mate, we're in reserve grade by the looks of this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, don't worry. Nice little rocket to uh, to keep you on your toes. I like that. So well, that's, mate, exactly mate, yeah. what it, that's exactly what they do. Wayne Bennett does that yeah. pretty well, you know. He, Doesn't he? he? You know, that reverse psychology thing that, that pumps you up, so... Yeah, look, like I said, Flano, he's one hell of a coach. He, he's got the – everything about coaching is results, isn't it? It's a results-driven yeah. game, and he has the results. So it'll be interesting to see when he goes to the St. George Dragons. Mate, mate I have to go. Mel Meninga's yep. patiently stand, standing by. Dave, if you take, right, up, if you take up Mel's time, you're going to be in trouble. Sorry, you know? oh, mate, I'm out. I'm gone. See <laughs> no, don't don't apologise. Don't <laughs> apologise. It's been a bloody wonderful chat, mate. Let's do it again soon. And um, and go the, go the, go the chickens. 
Yeah, there's chicken, the breast, the, the legs, all the chickens. Of, I do yeah. a little bit of real estate up here as well, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got my hand in everything at the moment. <laughs> Steve, uh, you could be the mayor of Mackay. What about that? Oh, mate, that's happening next year as well. So that's another story, oh. and I'll talk to you later. Then. <laughs> see you, see you, Steve. Cheers, mate.